Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby, I'm Paige, and we're so glad that you're here. We all face problems, both big and small, but having faith shines a whole new light on finding the right solutions. As we sit down each week with some incredible guests, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of the world and to put faith over everything. Have you ever thought to yourself, I don't feel enough? I'm ugly or not worthy? Comparison and not feeling like we're not enough is a problem that tends to be reoccurring in our lives. The thing that we have learned is that these issues are something that can hold us back from living life and using our God-given potential. Bree is someone we met through social media, but is now someone I call at least once a day over coffee just to talk about Jesus. In this conversation, I promise you that Bree's wisdom, you'll find deep encouragement. We spoke about defeating the negative thoughts we have about ourselves. We talked about self-love and our identity in Christ and so much more. We say it every week, but having faith shines a whole new light on the way we see our problems. In light of this, seeing ourselves the way Jesus sees us changes everything as well. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. Today we are joined with one of our now good friends, Brianna Cuny, which we are so excited to have her on. Bree, do you just want to tell people a little bit about who you are, what you do? And honestly, let's just get straight into like how you came to know God and how this faith journey for you began. Yeah. Well, hello, you guys. I'm so grateful to be on here today. So for those listening, my name is Bree and I am a YouTuber and I love sharing my life and my love for Jesus and ultimately love encouraging others through my videos and through my channel. So I live in Austin, Texas. So I know it's like the morning for you guys, but it is the evening for me right now, which is so funny while we're recording this. But yeah, I found Jesus when I was around 19 years old, but I would say I started really developing a relationship with God when I turned 20. And so I'm 25 now, and I can testify to these last five years of following Jesus. It is by far the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And I was actually thinking about this on my walk earlier today. I was just taking a walk around the block. And it's so sweet how five years into following Jesus, and I can truthfully say that I've only fallen more in love with who Jesus is in my life. And it's just been the most beautiful, beautiful journey. I found Jesus in college. It was truly at such a low point in my life. I was young and just found myself making decisions that I wasn't proud of. And I just started feeling so much shame and guilt and really turned to God as like this last resort. I really didn't believe in God. I didn't grow up with this foundation that God was real. And I just remember just hitting such a low point in my life that I just couldn't do anything else but cry out to God. And I did one night and little did I know that this like halfway cry to the Lord would literally be the thing that changed my life forever. And there's so many intricate details to my story, but that is like the foundation Mm. of how I got here. And like I said, five years into Jesus and I only love him more and more every day. So wow, that's the second person because we recorded an episode yesterday as well. That's the second time somebody said that as like the years have gone by with their journey with Jesus, they've only fallen deeper in love with him, which I love so much. And it's kind of cool, you guys, because Bree did mention that she lives in Austin, Texas. And we had a Zoom with Bree. <laughs> we had a Zoom with Bree um, 
a couple of weeks ago and we were just kind of sharing each other's stories. And I think it's so sweet how we were talking and little did Brie know, like before we kind of met you. And I don't even think people really know this part of our story, but a lot of people listening know our testimony and everything. But basically the moment where like my mom was the one who cried out to God and sought him out, we were actually in Austin, Texas. So Austin always has a little piece of our hearts, especially because our sister studied there for a year at UT. This series of A Love Like This, which we did tell you about, is called Faith Over Everything, Faith Solutions for Life's Problems. And I think that, um, you know, as we're talking with you, Brie, I feel like and you said that it would fit so perfectly with your story to talk about the problem that I think a lot of people today face, um, not just young girls, young guys as well, and adults as well. I guess this doesn't rule out anybody really, but it's for the person who says, I don't like what I see in the mirror. It's that insecurity, the comparison, the body image issues that I think that we're going to get into today. And so I guess I wanted to ask you straight up, why is this something that, you know, you were so passionate about? Yeah. I love this question. And I think for me, a huge part of my entire testimony is the healing and redeeming and discovering of my true identity. And I think identity is one of the greatest gifts that Jesus gave me and was one of the reasons why I chose to start following Jesus in the first place. So for me and in my story before Jesus, I gave my identity to my insecurities. So I labeled myself as the things I hated about myself. I labeled myself by what people had to say about me. And I allowed the things of this world to tell me who I am versus whose I am. And I just found myself in this place that I just really believed I was a really lesser than human. I really didn't like myself. And I would even say that much more than insecurity itself, I hated myself. Like, the hatred I had for myself trespassed insecurity. And it was just such a low point in my life where I was just lost and broken and hurting and yearning to just be something of worth. And so I think the reason why I am so passionate about identity and worth and value, like I said, now testifying five years into following Jesus, I want everyone to know that freedom in your identity is possible. I want everyone to know who they really are. I want everyone, that guy or that girl sitting at home who's in that dark and lonely and scary and hurting place that I once was to look at me and even look at my life and even look at my words, hear my words today, and to know that God wants to make something beautiful of of that place and know that God has something very different to say to you than anything you've ever said to yourself. So I think my brokenness is what inspired my strength, what inspired my testimony, and it's what makes me so passionate about Mm. this topic today. So good. good. I feel like we could maybe talk about that a little bit um, more pre-knowing Christ, Brie, and before knowing that identity. I think a lot of people who maybe don't know Jesus or who do know Jesus find it really difficult to actually do that. Like we... I feel like for me, maybe we place identity in like the physical things about us. Like, oh, I hate my hair today. I'm an outfit. Like, what's my style? Like, we've spoken about this before as well. And we let the things of this world literally like shape who we actually are. I guess I wanted to ask you, like, what are some practical ways that you go about that? So that moment where you're like, okay, like I need to find my identity in Christ. And then that changed everything about how you saw yourself. What were the steps that you did I guess, to change that perspective like within you? Yeah, that's a great question. 
I think for me, when I think about identity and I, I think about my life before the Lord, I think when it comes to insecurities and even now, I think we can so often think very practically about it. Just like you said, I think, for example, if we don't like a part of our body, we're looking to go work out. If we don't like our mm. hair that day, we're looking to straighten or curl it or brush it. If we don't like how we feel in a pair of jeans, we're looking to buy a new pair. I think when it comes to our insecurities, we're always looking at what we can control in order to change something. And I think more than looking to what is in control for you to change, I think we should look to God and to God for what he can transform. And so I think more than just looking at the physical component of things of like, I can work out and I can change this part of my body. What can we do to look to God and allow him to actually transform our hearts more than looking at what we need to change in the physical? What can we change when it comes to the posture of our hearts and the way that we view ourselves. And I think a very practical way that it changed everything for me was when I was first coming to know the Lord. And like I shared, I I had a lot of self-hatred in my heart. I really had a very broken view of myself. And so I remember at that time looking in the mirror and I would just lay hands over my body and I would lay hands over all of the parts of my body that I hated and loathed and just felt insecure and not enough in. And I, though I didn't believe it, I would speak God's truth over it. So moments when I felt unworthy, I would literally through tears be telling myself, but God says you're worthy. And moments when I felt like I wasn't pretty enough, I would be through tears saying, but no, but God says you're beloved. And I think just being active and speaking truth over ourselves is something that sounds so unbelievably simple, but so often we trespass that step and we look to change the physical versus choosing to change our minds and transforming our hearts. And so I would say for me, like the most practical thing that I do now is simply speaking truth and life over myself. And like I said, it sounds so unbelievably simple, but so often it's the last thing we turn to. We love to change everything that we can change. We love to change our hair. We love to buy new clothes. We love to receive approval from people, but we don't want to take the time to transform our minds. So I would say that's to this day, the most practical thing I do. Even today, I felt like the enemy was wanting to attack me knowing I was going to you know, record this podcast. And I just found myself feeling weirdly insecure And I just took those thoughts captive and I just spoke God's truth over them. And I was like, I'm refusing to believe this because this is not true. Yeah. Yeah. Something that you said in what you just spoke about, like the word enough. I wonder, like, do you have something to say to this person who is on the other side of like this podcast listening right now? And they're like, no matter how much makeup I put on, no matter how many likes on Instagram I get, no matter how many comments I get or what I do for people, I will never be enough. What would you say to that person? I, it's really sweet because being enough, I actually filmed a YouTube video on that. So you guys can watch that if you'd like to, but I've watched it. <laughs> Yay! It was so good. I loved it. Um, but I, I think something similar that I remember mentioning in that video is that the world loves to tell us to love ourselves in order to be enough. But my greatest encouragement is to love Jesus in order to know you're enough. And so the difference here is that You can feel enough in a moment. You can feel enough because your outfit looks good. You can feel enough because you just got the most likes you've ever gotten on Instagram. You can feel enough because for me, you're gaining subscribers on YouTube, whatever it may be. But more than feeling enough in a moment that is about to change and that's about to be fleeting, there's a difference in knowing you're enough 
in Jesus. Mm. Because when you know, that doesn't change. When you feel, feelings are, are always fading. So I, I always go back to when the source of being enough is ourselves, the moment anything goes wrong or doesn't go our way, the feeling of enough is gone. But when the source of being enough is Jesus, and he is the one who never fails, no matter the circumstances of life, no matter what is changing, when we are anchored in the one who never changes, we also are anchored in the truth that we are enough. Mm. And I think that's the beautiful thing about identity and the beautiful thing about being enough is that I don't need to see someone's Instagram. I don't need to see someone's closet. I don't need to hear what people are saying about anybody to know they're enough. And the reason why is because I don't need to know anyone's story, their past, their present, their struggles, their achievements. All I need to know is the hands that created them. And I do know that person. I know Jesus. And so I think reminding ourselves that the most intricate part of our story is the fact that God saw a purpose here on this earth and therefore he created you. I think that's just so anchoring in moments when we are looking to put our identity in something else, when we know that God saw us as worthy enough to be placed here on this earth, it truly wipes away any other worldly measure of trying to be enough because we're never going to be enough to the world. We're never going to be enough. But to God, we are always faithfully and steadfast enough. Hey, everyone. We hope that you are loving this episode. If you are and want to read more, make sure to head to lovelikethis.info. Enjoy the rest of this incredible conversation. I have goosebumps all over and some tears in my eyes. <laughs> because Brie, um, I saw this quote one time and I'm definitely going to butcher it and I kind of wish I pulled it up so I could like do it justice. But um, it's that quote and you've probably seen it before about how, um, you know, people will marvel at the stars and um, be in awe of the ocean and look at the beauty and the wonder and get caught up and say, wow, God, like you made that. But then they look to themselves as if like, as if um, he didn't make them both that quote it's definitely butchered but I'll find it and share it um but it's true and I feel like sometimes as well I don't know if you've ever experienced this but when I'm in like moments where I'm feeling like really insecure it comes from like again what you said the physical things as well but also like the people around me like if I see somebody who I think looks oh my god prettier than me like why didn't I wear that outfit or why didn't I do that like I instantly go to the physical things that insecurities and that comparison in that one moment will steal my joy for, oh my goodness, for that moment. And maybe like a few days after that, like, I don't know why I remember there was this really dark point where I was just like in this really weird headspace and we're on a holiday. And I was so insecure that looking back on it, I'm like, I really didn't enjoy myself as much as I could have been if I wasn't. So like, like you said how like speaking truth over yourselves is like such a powerful thing as well. But let's just say in a moment and it's like, okay, I can't quote a scripture right now because I'm like, I don't know, on the dance, I don't know, just something stupid like that. I can't quote scripture right now off by heart. What is something that you would do to tackle that thought in that moment? I mean, that's so hard. And candidly, like as a woman, like that can be so hard, especially in a culture and in a world that basically encourages us to compare ourselves and encourages us to fit in and to look like everybody around you. But I think something that I really actively have to like speak on in my mind is that 
like just to not feel defeated when someone is super similar to me because I'm not a copy of someone else. And in the same light, I don't need to feel defeated when someone is the opposite of me because the qualities that are the opposite of me makes that person their own masterpiece and makes me my own masterpiece. And I actually shared this in my You Are Enough video and I might butcher my own metaphor, but (laughs) I think about it this way. Like I think about like an artist like Picasso. Everyone's heard of Picasso. Yeah. And you can look at all of his paintings in a room and they all look kind of similar, but each one is divinely unique. And I just think about God as our artist and how he created us. And you can look at so many of us as masterpieces and we can look at another girl or another woman or another man and we can be like, dang, they're the complete opposite of me. And that makes me feel really defeated or dang, they're kind of similar to me, but maybe they're better. And that makes me feel really defeated. But when we remember that we're our own masterpiece and there's no one else like us and there's no one who was intricately, intricately created and uniquely made the way that we were, it almost changes your perspective from one of comparison to one of celebration of, wow, God, you made that person beautiful in a way I'm not, but that's not making me less beautiful. This is just a different type of beauty that you're revealing to me through that person. Or, God, you made this person a lot like me. There's another brown eyed, brown haired girl who's really bubbly and loves to talk. Dang. <laughs> like, but that's okay because God didn't make a copy of me. He made that person unique on their own. So I think shifting our perspective of like, instead of feeling defeated by someone we admire, choose to celebrate that person, celebrate that person and look at that person as the child of God they are. And it almost makes it, makes you feel like convicted for even choosing to be envious. You know, it's like, I want to celebrate God's people versus compete against God's people. Yeah. That's so true as well, because I'm just thinking like, it's almost like selfish in a way when like you become insecurity, it, it, it almost overcasts what we're called to do, which is to just love people. And sometimes when we get really jealous and really envious about people, it almost stops us from loving them and showing them Jesus and being like a disciple to them because we are full of like just jealousy. And you're like, I hate you. Why do you have to be so beautiful or whatever it is? Like it actually stops us from being our true identity, which is, you know, to love them and to just have joy and just be happy in this world. So I'm thinking back to myself um, when I was 15, I was in grade eight and I was, this was like pre knowing Jesus, not having a clear firm foundation as to what my identity was. I feel like a lot of kids at that age as well are in that place where their identity is being shifted with the winds and just, you know, they're being caught up with the world. And I'm thinking about myself and I'm like, man, what would I go back and tell myself? Because I tried to copy every single person around me. Like I would spend so much money on expensive clothes, on expensive brands, just to be liked by them. And little did I know that like, that was not my true identity at all. And so I know we're telling you to say something to that person, but I just feel like it's so heavy on my heart that there are so many people listening to this who just try and seek validation from what other people are saying about them. And then they try and like copy that person or try and copy a group of people to just fit in, even though we're not born to fit in and they try to mask who they really are. Um, in order to do that. So like, what would you say to that person? Well, I remember very well being that person. And I, it makes me even emotional thinking about myself at that age and just the desperation to fit in. And I think if I could go back and like, almost literally, I feel like I'm envisioning myself like at that age and it makes me emotional. 
I think I would just simply tell myself, because I didn't know the Lord back then either. I would tell myself like, you are so much more beautiful than you believe. Like just something so simple of like, you are so much more beautiful than you believe. And not even just physically, like who you are as a person, the value you will bring one day, the purpose that you will walk out. You are so much more beautiful than you believe. And I think if I had heard that at that age, especially from someone older than me and someone I had admired, I think that would have really changed so much for me. And so I think that would, it's so simple, like I said, but I wish I really knew and believed at that age that I would have value and purpose here on this earth. And I I didn't think I did. I thought my value and purpose, I mean, I didn't even use those words. I wasn't even in my language, but I thought the only thing I could do was try to be like everyone else. And if only I had seen a glimpse of how beautiful I really was as a person, that could have changed everything for me. That could have allowed me, even at such a tender age, to want to walk in the unique beauty that I was created in. So I think that's what I would say. That's so, so super true. simple. But yeah. <laughs> no, I love that because I'm thinking back to my, know. you know, grade eight self as well, like 15 years old. And I'm like, you, purpose and, you know, all of that was not in my vocabulary at all. I was just like, my world is my schoolyard. Like, that's it. I just had a thought, like, every time I would hear those words or something like that, it was always from my mom or my dad. But how funny, like, I never believed it. Like, do you remember coming home from school and just having a terrible day? And because that's what it was like for us. Like, every day at school was really hard and all these things, like, I didn't feel enough for anyone. And so when I came home, mom, dad, like, you're such a beautiful person. Like, let your light shine. And I was like, I was just like, no, whatever, whatever. Like I didn't, yeah, I really didn't consider that. So it's so incredible now. Like our heavenly father says so much about who we are. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, we have to receive that and live that out. And the transformational power that that can have. Mm -hmm. Um, Brie, we've spoken about this in our like catch up Zoom call, Um, but you take care of yourself physically um, and mentally. Why are you so passionate about that? Because I love, it's so counterculture, I guess, like with how you, like your definition of this kind of, physical, um, like taking care of yourself physically. So do you just want to talk to us a little bit about your perspective on that? Yeah. So I think for me, ultimately, first and foremost, when I'm caring for my body or caring for my temple, whether that's through working out and eating healthy, which I'm super passionate about, I just truly view it as a form of worshiping the Lord and just caring for the body that he has entrusted me with here on earth. And I think about it in this way of just the purpose that God has put before me here on this earth. Like I want to experience a glimpse of heaven here on earth, whether that's through the love that I have to give or the way that I'm treating the body God has entrusted me with. I want to see how the body God created me in. I want to see what it can do. I I want to see how well it runs when it's taken care of. I want to see how my body in strength can go out and love its people because I'm taking care of it in private. And I think it's it's more than just the physical component. It's truly like what eternal value can my body bring here in the physical? And it's funny because even today when I was actually working out the Lord, I was truthfully having a moment of insecurity of just not feeling enough and just really looking to myself during my workout. And the Lord reminded me, he said, Brie, this is not for you. This is for me. And it was in that moment that I was reminded that even the acts of working out and eating healthy 
all of that is for him. All of that is to bring him glory. All of that is to care for myself so I can live a long life and do his will here on earth. Like at the end of the day, I mean, it's not to transform my body physically. It's to transform hearts spiritually. Like it's so much more than just how we look, because even earlier today, the Lord reminded me like, this is all fading. The only thing that remains is my eternal perspective and the love that I have to give. And I want to do that in the body that is healthy and moving and able just as God intended and intended and created it to be. And I just ultimately like, I don't know, I want to see what God's creation can do. And I think caring for our bodies in the way that he designed them to be is a glimpse of heaven here on earth. That's so good. I love what you said about how the only thing that's lasting is that eternal perspective honestly and it is like I know it sounds super cliche but it's like inner beauty almost it's like we're talking about all these physical things as well but it's this inner life that matters so much more I don't know if you have the message um version of the bible but I remember I read and obviously this is the message translation so it's not exactly what it says but pretty much in the message it says you will bless when you get your inside world put right and then you can see God move in your outside world and I think about that so much I'm like man that is so true it's like my inner relationship with Jesus is the thing that I get to see this world out of. You know what I mean? Like if I ask God to change my perspective on something, he actually can do that. I think that's something as well. I feel like me and Paige have a lot of conversations and we need to keep each other more accountable with this as well. I'm like, Paige, I'm really struggling with like this area. Like I feel insecure. Like I'm a bit confused like about what this season will look like. I don't know if you ever ask God for vision for a season, but I'm like, God, just like, give me a glimpse. Like, what does that look like? Like, what what's ministry right now? What's this and that? And when I don't receive that, I'm like a lost sheep. Like, I'm walking, looking left and right and then falling into these insecurities again. And I don't know. I just feel like a practical thing that you can do is just pray. Like, it literally is just praying. So, like, in your eyes, what's praying to you? Oh, my gosh. Well, I love prayer because ultimately it's just conversation with God. And I think for me, like for me, what changed my life is when I could view God as a friend. And so I I mean, honestly, the way that I'm talking to you girls is how I talk to God. I don't think it has to be. I don't know. It doesn't have to be rehearsed. It doesn't even have to be eyes closed. It doesn't even have to be in your room. Like it can just be in your car. It can be talking out loud. And I think for me, I love having conversations with God. And so sometimes I'll just sit and talk as I would talk with you guys to the Lord. And that is my favorite form of prayer because the Lord knows he created me to be a talker. And so I just love having conversations, candid conversations with the Lord and just really inviting God into my day, just as I'm every single day interacting with the people around me, every single day I'm interacting with God. Every single day I'm saying hi to my friends or hi to my roommates or hi to a stranger in the same way. I'm just having another conversation with God. I'm inviting him into my day. I'm saying, you're here. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about what's on my heart. And I want to mm-hmm. hear what's on yours. Okay, Brie, last question. Cause we already asked you what you'd say to your younger self. We want to leave like this conversation at what would you say to your older self? I would say be expectant of the value that you have here on this earth. I think in the five years I've been following Jesus to this very day, I mean, it's only been five years, y'all, and the Lord's done so much. I can't imagine what a lifetime of following Jesus is going to bring. I'm so excited. It gets me stoked, like beyond excited. And I think in those five years, something the Lord has amazed me in every single day of my life is how much value I have, how much 
He is using me here on earth. And so I would say, don't be, I don't remember how I just said it, but don't be surprised at how much value you're gonna bring. I can't wait to look at the end of my life and be like, wow, me in my limitless, like I'm a human, God used me in ways that are beyond what I could imagine. God brought value to my life in a way that I never thought I could bring value here on this earth. So don't be surprised at what God's gonna do through you because God is a really powerful God and He wants to use us and invite us into really big, big things. Hopefully after this episode, you feel like you're enough. And if not, if you ever catch yourself feeling doubtful or insecure, just remember this conversation. Remember that Jesus thinks you are beyond beautiful and knows exactly the true you. Always try to put aside negative thoughts and self-talk that is negative and focus purely on the things that make you happy and confident. And make sure to check out Brie on Instagram and YouTube to search out Brianna Cooney and you'll be sure to find it. Make sure to subscribe and follow her because she's incredible. Until next week.